fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious...
got it in me to change reality. Thank you, Sea Star, Sacred Red. This is Global Val here saying hello from Mutiny Radio, San Francisco. That's mutinyradio.fm, broadcasting live from the Mission District every Friday at 2 o'clock. I'm Global Val Ibera, and I want to wish everybody a very happy holiday season and when i say holiday you know i am we're here at mutiny radio we're a free speech radio station um there's been a lot of uh complaining from the from uh, various uh people on the national stage of, of mainstream media who who have, who balk at uh being pc or politically correct to me being pc doesn't mean uh you know tiptoeing around subjects being pc to me means just being respectful and polite of other people. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I just want to say Merry Christmas because that's the season that, that we're in. And, um, but of course, it's also, uh, we just passed the winter solstice, which is, of course, an ancient, ancient uh, celebration of the the planet, uh, the shifts that um, that the world experiences uh, every day, every year, every day. And, um Today we're going to be kind of celebrating uh, not only change, which of course is a beautiful thing. All you have to do is look at the colors of the fall leaves that fall off the tree and see that that is true. Um, but of course, knowing that change really is the only constant and that at its root, the word revolution means to change, to revolve, to move, to keep moving forward. And so here's a poem, and then I'm going to play uh, a really beautiful um piece of, of music um, from the Nordic Sisterhood. So here's, here's a, a new moon poem. Um, we're kind of in between the full moon and the new moon. We just passed the solstice. Uh, but here we go, and, and I think it's where we find ourselves. The new moon hides from view and steals away with all doubts, heavy in its traveler's pouch, befriending shadows in its mirrorless retreat. And I tread uncertain in my feet, fumbling to approach clarity, unilluminated in my pursuits, stripped bare like the spindly silhouettes of deadened trees that stick and prick when you brush past, unkempt and always at the crossroads.
was an amazing chant from the Nordic Sisterhood. And uh, just check them out. Go go see what they've done. Um, that's actually a really beautiful video. And it's a room full of women um, kind of dressed in kind of a very simplistic, ancient kind of wraps of dresses. And of course, you heard the drums and uh, they're all just singing together. And the only instrument there is the drum other than all the women's voices. And certainly that's uh, a very powerful thing. And um, here in Women's Magazine this year, it has been a year of, well, trying to illuminate and um, and amplify the voices of women around the world. Um, of course, you know, I, I'm one person in the studio here and I occasionally do have live guests and, and I'm actually going to have a couple guests today a little bit later on. So I do recommend that you stay tuned. This is my Christmas show. And uh, I've got some special surprise guests coming after the next little segment here. Um, but I wanted to take a few minutes um, in gratitude and in celebration and in, in all seriousness to really thank um, um, everyone who has been a part of Women's Magazine this year, all of my guests, and I wanted to um, to really uh, tribute and, and pay you know pay attention to some of the different uh, well topics that that I've been able to discuss and on this show in the year 2016. So you know we have uh, 12 months of Women's Magazine. So let me get ready to, uh, to tell you about some of those 12 months. That's right, folks. We are celebrating the 12 months of Women's Magazine 2016. I'm Global Val. Thank you so much for listening to MutinyRadio.fm. So I want to go through the 12 months of Women's Magazine here. Um, it's been uh, it's been a it's been a really interesting year. Um, so let's take it back. Let's go back to the beginning of the year. Um, so in January of 2016. Oh, so th th we'll expect some, some highs and lows from this list. Um, back in January, the very first show I did in January, uh, unfortunately, was talking about the ICE raids, the federal ICE raids uh, immigration um, unit um, that went around the day after Christmas uh, and were knocking on people's doors, trying to roust out undocumented immigrants and uh, detaining and deporting them. Uh, thank you, uh, federal government, uh, for that Merry fucking Christmas 2015. So um, January, we talked about that. Uh, but we also talked about the, the fact that San Francisco and, and many cities and, of course, many college campuses across the country are sanctuary cities or sanctuary campuses. Um, we actually had a new... Um, uh, sheriff who was elected, Vicki Hennessy. So we have a, our first female sheriff in San Francisco. Um, but there was a kind of a response uh, to that. Um, there was an op-ed I read by Julia Salazar, uh, who was uh, very respectfully addressing the new chief, um, um, the new sheriff, rather, um, to um, appeal 
to her senses of, of what a sanctuary city can mean and protecting each other. Um, also in January, there was a huge blizzard in Washington, D.C., and the only senators who showed up for work during the blizzard were women. So that was January of 2016. Of course, we also featured some music from Bonfire Madigan and, of course, Sea Star, who I owe so much gratitude toward because I play her music all the time. She's wonderful. She's from uh, the Big Island in Hawaii. And, of course, you can find her music at nectarianmusic.com. You can also search Sea Star. Uh, I play her album Sacred Red almost dare I say religiously, it is the Christmas show, folks. All right, moving right on. In the second month of 2016, Women's Magazine brought to you uh, the executive director, Betty Ann Bodvine, of the Bay Area Anti-Trafficking Coalition. That was from February 5th. Uh, we discussed the rampant um, human trafficking here in California, in the Bay Area, um, sex trafficking, uh, domestic servitude, um, uh, all sorts of um suspicious and abusive behaviors. Uh, I recommend uh, tuning in to the February 5th episode and learning more about that. Again, that's the Bay Area Anti-Trafficking Coalition. So thank you, Betty Ann Bovine, for calling in about that. Um, I also got to read a great article, though, um, a, an uplifting article, because, of course, one of the topics I've been talking about this year is the huge global refugee crisis, um, but specifically coming from Syria and the horrible war that's happening in Syria. We can't call it civil, really. Um, it's a very complicated situation. Uh, but there have been just massive uh, emigration from Syria and the huge impact it's had on women and girls especially. Um, but in February, I also found an article. There was um, a photographer and journalist who went down to one of the refugee camps um, and and talked with, uh, did this project with several Syrian refugee young girls, ages like 10 to 14, I believe. And what they were able to do is they were doing kind of an art project and they were talking about, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so there were p girls who said, I want to be a photographer. I want to be... Um, a surgeon. I want to be an airline pilot. And so what they what these journalists did is they extended the project and actually let the girls dress up as their future selves and make statements as their future selves looking back at their lives. And it was a very kind of inspirational twist, uh, a way to move forward from this madness of war. Um, so that also, I got to feature that in February. And uh, I also, in February and March, because March was Women's uh, National Women's Month, we get a whole month, folks. Um, was featuring uh, little excerpts from a book called Extraordinary Women, which was edited by Catherine M. Edmondson. So I was kind of hopping around. There's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a small condensed book, but each page has a paragraph or so about some woman in history, um, whether past or deceased or alive still today um, in various walks of life. Most of them were American women, but, but there was an international, um, um, representation as well. Um, so I was really uh, pleased to be able to feature uh, some some just information, some herstory uh, from that book, Extraordinary Women, again, by Catherine M. Edmondson. As March was Women's Month, um, I had the honor and privilege of having three guests in on February 11th. They were the three women, three of the women rather, who were running for supervisor for the board of supervisors here in San Francisco. We had uh, Sandra Lee Fewer who was running for district one here and she did win the election. We had Hillary Ronan who was running for district nine, which is here in the mission district. She also won the general election. And then the third woman uh, who was running for district 11, unfortunately she did not uh, win the election, but that was Kim Alvarenga, a great uh, community member here in San Francisco. And so I was able to host Mothers for Supervisor. So uh, two of those women, uh, two of those mothers will be on the Board of Supervisors come January. So really excited to be connected with our local representatives here. In March, uh, I kicked it off with Mona Lisa Wallace, Esquire. We had a conversation on April Fool's Day about the ERA, that's the Equal Rights Amendment, uh, that has still not been ratified in the country, which would guarantee equal rights to women in our Constitution, which 
<laughs> if you haven't noticed, actually, uh, there's very limited mention of women's rights in the Constitution. Uh, the ERA had a huge push in the 70s. It almost got ratified. Um, but anyhow, um, moving forward from that, um, I was also talking in April about uh, domestic violence because I was hearing a song repeated on the radio um, from Guns N' Roses that was uh, saying, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. And then I buried her six feet under. But then we looked at really the, the statistics on domestic violence in the United States, which are appalling um, and how there's so much, uh, it's just a rampant, it's like the, a huge cause of, of death for women. Um, and so not to take uh, music lightly, folks, um, your words matter. So I don't know what Guns N' Roses was thinking when they wrote that song back in the 80s or whatever, but maybe they were just doing too much heroin. I don't know. Um, April. Yes, April. Oh, April was a great month, actually. Um, March was great. I got to feature uh, some of my poetry for International Women's Day at the Beat Museum. Um, and then in April, I got to ho uh, MC for Cesar Chavez Day and Earth Day. We talked about voter registration, and I did reference the WILP Manifesto. That's the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. They've been around since World War I. Uh, they wrote a manifesto in 2015 for the 100th anniversary. Um, of course, then that's why we really started ramping up and talking about police violence. In May, we talked about uh, the death of Freddie Gray at the um, at the hands of police by who uh, arrested him arbitrarily. Not here in San Francisco. I'm, the the city is escaping me right now. Um, but who was arrested for apparently no apparent real reason, handcuffed, thrown in the back of a police van, drove driven around, and then like basically broke his neck and fucking died. Um, so we talked about Freddie Gray in May. But we also read from Angela Davis's uh, essay called The Meaning of Freedom. And uh, I was able to play a video, a little speech from um, a young woman here in the Bay Area, Isabel Zizi from Idle No More Bay Area, who was part of the um, the healing uh, walks that go around to the different oil refineries here, the, the oil corridor healing walks, um, which who knew that was such a... I feel like that was a foreshadowing to a lot of what came later in the year. In June, I was talking about Shirley Chisholm, who was the uh, first African-American woman to be nominated for president. Um, or not nominated. She ran for president. Um, she got um, many votes at the uh, nominating process for the Democratic Party. Um, we... I played uh, some speeches from Jill Stein, who, of course, ran for president this time on the Green Party ticket. And that's and June was also when I was able to reference um, a paper, a report that was put out by, uh, again, WILP, W-I-L-P-F, Women's International League of Peace and Freedom. Um, but it was written by Syrian women and uh, and. Um, it was collaborate. The collaborators were from different organ women's organizations in Syria, talking about the the gr the gross violations of women's rights um, since the, you know in this war. Not well before the war started in Syria, there were definitely um, civil rights of women that were being abused. Um, but certainly during this during this bloody uh, <laughs> it's a war. Uh, what, what more can you say? Um, where women, you know, if they lost a, a husband to arrest or death, uh, you know, then they became the breadwinners for the family. Um, they, were, they also then had to go, if they wanted to leave Syria, they had to go and get uh, paperwork done just so they could legally be called their own children's um, parent or, um, you know, uh, legal uh, guardian just so they could get out of the country. Um, so I recommend checking in on that report. Um, uh, also in June, an interesting uh, development, you know, there was uh, the Democrats of the, of the House of Representatives occupied the House of Representatives because um, the Republicans were refusing to vote on gun control. And so the Democrats occupied the House. They sat down on the floor of the House of Representatives um, for, you know, a long time, like, like a day, like a day, you know, I mean, 
not this is not common practice in in the hall in the house of representatives this is not a common filibuster or anything like that uh the democrats occupied the house interesting Oh, we're moving right along, folks, these 12 months of Women's Magazine. Uh, July, um, I actually am I'm pretty proud of a few shows I did in July. Uh, the July 22nd show was reflecting on the Republican National Convention. It was about um, basically how it's been a big the Republican witch hunt against Hillary Clinton. Um, I peppered in scenes from the Witches of Eastwick, so we tried to lighten it up. I also interviewed... Um, uh, Charlie Toledo from the Women's Intercultural Network. We talked about the um, CAWA, the California um, Women's Agenda, and we talked about cities for CEDAW. CEDAW is the um, international UN treaty that was written in, two, in 1979 uh, that most countries signed in 1979, except the United States and like Angola and a couple of Eastern Bloc countries and Iran, uh, Somalia. Um, so our company is interesting because CEDAW is the Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women. That's C-E-D-A-W, CEDAW. Um, now there's a movement in the United States uh, for cities for CEDAW to get cities to pass ordinances accepting what CEDAW does. San Francisco was the very first, um, happy to say, and um, it is something that goes into action. Um, so uh, trying to start a, a national momentum to try to get the Congress <laughs> to ratify this international treaty from 1979. In August, it was the five, the five golden rings of the Olympics. We talked about how uh, women in Iran are not allowed into, into sports stadiums. Uh, there was a woman who was protesting at the Olympics. She was there to watch the Iranian men play volleyball. It was a big thing for the Iranian team to be in the Olympics. Uh, she was obviously a fan, but she held a sign that said, let women, let Iranian women into their sports uh, arenas. Um, we also talked about some of the some of the strong measures in France, um, you know, which is a secular, non-religious country. You know, they've already banned um the headscarves and and crosses and uh, and yarmulkes and things in public schools um, and various places, but uh, you know, trying to level the playing field for secularism. Um, however, there's because of a lot of terrorist activity in France. Um, sadly to say, uh, there was a woman who was lying on the beach. It, in France, um, and she had a long sleeve shirt on, and she just had a scarf just wrapped around her, her hair and not covering her face or anything. And police walked up to her on the beach and made her take her shirt off uh, so that she was not fully covered on, this, on the beach. She had, you know, like a tank top kind of shell underneath, but um, just harassed her, ticketed her. Um, and then uh, shortly thereafter, uh, Jennifer Barone was a guest. I think she actually did this on the Common Thread Collective, but she wrote a, an amazing uh, poem called Cover Me, Uncover Me. Um, so these ideas of, um, you know, just being told what to do. Let's see what else happened in, um, in August. Uh, I also um, read from Women of the Americas Defenders of Mother Earth Treaty. Who've been and the defenders of Mother Earth, the women, uh, the indigenous women of the Americas, have been um, a huge uh, force, especially in this move um, to stop the Dakota Access Pipeline. In September, it was lots of poetry. I got to host poet Ingrid Keir, who had a new book called The Choreography of Nests. Um, in October, I had um, a caller in, Trisha Rose, who uh, had written a poem about how trauma lives in our bodies and how she as a as a yogi um, stretches into it um, to really own it and uh, to work past all of that. I thought it was really inspirational. Also in October, I read from the Constitution of the United States of America. I suggest everybody start uh, reading back up on the Constitution. We're going to need to know uh, all of those, all of our rights and um, how government works. 
it's not a very long document. Uh, I think everybody can read it. So, um, you know, we're going to need uh, to be armed with as much uh, sane knowledge as possible going into 2017. Um, also in August, we had, oh, Gisela Tangui from Voodoo Cabaret, a very cool musical group. And I also played Gina Loring's uh poem video called walking prayers that was from uh, one billion rising and uh also kept continued to play pay tribute to uh some some other extraordinary women we're almost there folks november november 4th i was so pleased to have a call in from the president of the board of supervisors london breed district five who was running for re-election she did win her re-election uh, bid and um, she told us a lot about uh, what was going on in district five and in the city in, at large and um, it was great to to get her take on a lot of what's been going on in the city um, we also talked a little bit about pol police brutality um and, uh, you know, I always like to give my ABCs of the ballot, and, and um, there were a lot of uh, ballot initiatives here in San Francisco and California this year in the general election. I also hosted in November Bronwyn Galloway from the United Nations Association here in San Francisco. Um, she's also on the committee for the cities for CEDAW here. And, um, of course, December was kind of dominated by talking about Standing Rock, but also... Um, getting a chance to highlight some of the work of Amy Farrah Weiss, who ran for mayor last year and um, who has taken um, the idea of the St. Francis Homelessness Challenge uh, to new heights. They've got Box City, which is set up, I think, over on Carolina Street, um, making these mini homes uh, for homeless people that are secure shelters, um, bringing in showers and, and toilets, uh, trying to mitigate the, the housing problem here in San Francisco. So those are the 12 months of Women's Magazine. And I thank you for bearing with me. And I want to again, thank all my guests, uh, people who contributed to that, and all the great music that we got to play. So here's a little more Christmas music for you. Uh, because, well, it's Christmas. And, uh, and, uh, after the break, I'm, I'm going to be announcing, um, well, I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to be announcing my next guests. So, uh, please, 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 uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Women's Magazine here. I'm Global Val. This is MutinyRadio.fm. And it is my Christmas show. It's the last show of the year. I'm not going to be here next Friday. Um, but we'll be back first Friday in January. Um, now, for a couple years ago, I, for Christmas, my Christmas show was just exploring the concept of God. Um, I had found a book on the street called uh, When God Was a Woman written by Merlin Stone, a, a researched uh, anthropological to tome, so to speak. Um, 
where we just kind of explored uh, the different uh, history of, of worship, uh, worship of the goddess, worship of, um, you know, how, how, uh, uh, how Judeo-Christianism and Roman, Roman Catholicism kind of came in and um, tamped out the goddess religion. Um, and so, you know, but it, but it is Christmas, and Christmas is a celebration of Jesus and Jesus' birth. And so, I mean, I'm very, very honored today, very honored uh, to introduce my next guest um, of the day. And uh, I tell you, it was hard to get a hold of him. It was really hard to get a hold of him. But um, I actually was able to book Jesus H. Christ. Hello. Hello. Am I Global Val? Am I on the air? All right. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Jesus H. Christ. How you doing out there? Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, I wanted to come on uh, Global Val show today and just, you know, kind of dispel some of these myths around, uh, well, Christmas, my, my birthday. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, he couldn't have been born on December 25th. I mean, how do we know? Wouldn't he be a spring baby, you know? But, you know, I, I'm just here to tell you, yes, my birthday is exactly December 25th. Now, I know I was born before the modern calendar and all, but trust me, I was there. And, you know, mama said, mama said. So um, another thing that I wanted to address, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of rumors going around. Uh, as if you look at art, you know, there's always a picture of me and I've got kind of, I've got, you know, long wavy blonde hair and these big blue eyes, you know, kind of like a surfer, you know, a lot of people think that's what the H sound stands for, like hunk, um, you know, hey, you can believe that if you want to. Um, but, you know, I, and, and, you know, actually, I did do a, a fair amount of paddle boarding in the Sea of Galilee with my friends, you know, all those disciples, you know, so I, I'm a water baby. Um, but, uh, you know, if you if you look at, you know, the town I was born in, in Bethlehem, as part of Palestine, um, there are a lot of blonde haired, blue eyed people. So I'm just saying it is very possible that that is what I really look like. Um, oh, and, you know, uh, Global Val just said she got a call in and they asked like, well, Jesus, where did you get your accent? And, well, little known fact, uh, Jesus, myself, I'm talking about Jesus H. Christ. Jesus is a country boy. I mean, the H is really, it, it's Hank. It's Hank. You know, I grew up all around animals. I'm a hands-on guy. You know, I learned a lot uh, about working with my hands. You know, my daddy taught me, my earth daddy, that is. You know, um, he taught me a lot of things. Didn't teach me too much about the ladies, though, which kind of kind of threw me off a little bit. But, you know, actually, I do get a lot of letters from women. Um, you know, kind of, it's kind of sad, though, because, you know, you can have faith. You can have faith in me. But you really it's hard to have faith in the mail delivery system. You know, I had lunch with Santa Claus last week, and he was saying that sometimes he gets my mail, and I know that sometimes I get his. I mean, it's such an embarrassing mix-up. So I want to say I'm sorry if you wrote to me and you didn't. I did not respond in a timely manner. Um, you know, who we're really going to talk to about all that is Hermes or Apollo or whatever you call him. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> in addition to this accent, little known fact, uh, people don't really realize that. But uh, I, Jesus, I, I'm American. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I think that's because, um, you know, I don't choose my nationality. Um, I think that's because there's a, a lot of people in the United States who have chosen me. Wow. What an honor. As their personal Lord and Savior. 
I mean, that is a huge honor, you know, and I guess, you know, something about democracy, popular vote, you know, so I'm it, you know, so they're de facto Americano, uh, Jesus H. Christ. That's me right here. Um, and, you know, in America, you know, and who doesn't love a little little baby at Christmas time? Right. I mean, Americans love youth. Aren't I right, folks? Um, so I just wanted to say, you know, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy birthday to me. Um, you know, uh, just don't forget some of my actual messages because they get mixed up a lot of the time. You know, it's about being good to people, uh, helping the poor, trying to heal one another. Um, you know, I, 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 I was I was a victim of state execution. So, you know, I'm, I'm not all about, uh, you know, uh, doing things. Please don't do things in my name that, you know, I I wouldn't do myself. Um, that's going way, way back. That's a golden rule, folks. So, hey, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas uh, and uh, and and good luck. And, uh, you know, um, if, if, if I could have anything for Christmas, uh, uh, I'm not asking for your personal support. Uh, I'm just asking you to, uh, you know, be good people and love your mama. Uh, thank you. I'm Jesus Christ signing off. Thank you, Global Val. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Wow, everybody, Jesus H. Christ was such a sweet guest. I'm really happy he came by today as we go in uh, to celebrate his birthday in a couple days. Well, some folks do, um, but of course, some some folks don't, um, you know, uh, whatever religion you may be, uh, whatever sort of traditions you may follow. I just hope that you're following them uh, with love in your heart. Um, you know, interesting, Jesus mentioned Bethlehem and Palestine. You know, I was watching the news this morning and uh, the United Nations just voted on a resolution to, um, uh, to say that Israel would have to um, dismantle their settlements in, uh, in the in the West Bank in Gaza. Um, it was a huge vote um, and, and it passed. What was interesting is that the United States, which usually definitely sides with Israel, um, they did not, they abstained from this vote. Um, so they said, well, we're not gonna vote either way, but they also did not veto this resolution. So kind of, I'll use Jesus' words, de facto, um, supported this resolution uh, to try to get Israel to pull out of its settlements, um, which is it, which is huge. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. So, uh, you know, ancient things tied into the modern day. Uh, speaking of ancient things tied into the modern day, you know, um, while Jesus was on the phone, I did get a call from someone else who really, really, really wanted to talk to us today. And that happened to be... Uh, the divine goddess. This is the divine goddess speaking to you on women's magazine, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco. 
I just wanted to call in today at this dark time turning towards the light and dispel and inform about some of the misconceptions about me, the Divine Goddess. I am older than all male deities. Earth's science has shown a worship of me going back at least 25,000 years. Representations of me show me with my consort, a young child. And so Mary and Jesus is just another incarnation of my story. All life comes through the Divine Goddess. However, the Goddess does not always give birth. In ancient times, women knew the medicines, knew the practices for when, if there were a child conceived at the wrong time of year, there were herbs and ways to have a safe abortion. But we also knew how to bring life into this world safely. Far before modern medicine dominated by men in white lab coats ever touched a yoni. One more point that I would like to make before I go off the air today at Mutiny Radio. The Divine Goddess is not an American. The Divine Goddess knows no borders. And remember to love your mother. Love your Mother Earth. Wow, everybody, this is Global Val again. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, shaking over here. Uh, I can't believe we had phone calls in both from Jesus H. Christ and the Divine Goddess. I mean, Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to me. How did I even get to be such a lucky person? Um, Merry fucking Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year. Um, and uh, uh, before I, I wrap up here. Again, thanks so much to Mutiny Radio for being here. Um, the whole community here really comes together to make sure that we have this space to um, practice free speech, to uh, spread truth or, or lies or whatever anybody else is doing around here. Um, but free speech nonetheless, I, I, I've, I'd aim to spread truth, um, uh, to spread light even in these dark times and and. The, the big challenges that we face as individuals, as communities, as, uh, as humans. Um, but I really do believe that we're working um, all of our good work, um, little or grand, um, is working to tip the scales into the positive direction. We're filling that cup uh, so that it is half full and that the consciousness of goodness can bubble over and uh, light can surround and permeate here um, because, uh, uh, you know, it's always darkest just before the dawn. And I think we've seen how deep and dark mankind has gone. So the only conclusion that must be drawn is that it is time for our renaissance, a rebirth of goodness, uh, prevailing um, sense, uh, good senses, uh, looking out for one another, prevailing. And uh, it happens all the time. We're just going to keep pumping it up folks so uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, listening to this show and listening to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio every Friday and uh, it's it's just a it's just a real pleasure so um, I will sign out Global Val here um, with a poem 
because I am a Christmas sap. I am a Christmas sap. The oozing that comes juicing out of an evergreen branch. Welled up in the notches, tickled out of control by the prickly pine needles, sweet, soothed, and dewy-eyed. I roll over the side of even the most spindly of twigs and slide like butter over a hot griddle of comfort, fall refreshed by a deep essence of goodness. And even if this cut wood can shimmer in resilience, we can all tap into our warm human brilliance. Thank you, everybody. I'm Global Val. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, that inspiration is truly contagious. Peace and thank you. And here's a little more music from C-Star because she carries the message far and wide. Much love. Hold each other close. <laughs>